When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Punt Intended, a fantasy NBA dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Rhett Bauer, joined as always by my co-host, Travis Fuller. How's it going today, Rhett? I am personally loving life right now. I don't know how it is out there in Colorado, but we're we're mid-60s right now during basketball season, which is kind of weird to see here in November. Yeah, we were lower 70s today in the last couple of days, but we had some snow on the ground over the weekend. So who the heck knows what's going on Gotta in, love it though. in weather or in basketball, because we just did an injury update episode at the front end of our other one. But we got some more news and a bunch of crazy injuries that have some pretty significant impacts. Yeah, it is the season. I mean, it's not something you really think about at the start of the year, but injuries do happen. And that's why we always are wanting to be prepared and, and look at that depth chart and see, uh, see some guys that have a potential impact to help you win weeks. And there's no better example of that. And you already know, All of you know who we're going to, and that is Andre Drummond, because unfortunately, Joel Embiid entered the health and safety protocols like pretty close to tonight's game against the Knicks. Like it was a it was kind of a last second thing, uh, at least within like a couple hours of the start of the game. So late scratch there. He's having symptoms and apparently not doing super great with those symptoms in like, you know, with the hope being that you just don't have any, apparently he's got some and is not doing super great, but you guys, by the time you're listening to this, have probably already seen Andre Drummond's line, 14 points, 25 rebounds. And that is exactly why we said to grab him probably earlier than what most people would be considered necessary. And I don't even know why we even say it anymore because anybody that listens to the show, Drummond is probably not available in your league because you should have already grabbed it's just an i told you so that's really all you said before (laughs) that's what it is exactly but anyways it seems like the sixers are just getting ravaged right now with tobias harris and matisse Thybul also being out with health and safety protocols so we're seeing some run from guys like paul reed you know fork on cork moz is apparently like a legit fantasy asset right now george niang is out there getting buckets so i mean for some shallower leagues, a guy like Paul Reed may already be rostered just on the hopes that he gets some minutes. But if he's not, probably is a good time to do so because he's going to get some run in the next week or so. And 
B-ball Paul puts up some numbers when he's out there on the court. Yeah, no doubt. And, and he's somebody that has a lot of hype as well. So if he can put up a, a week of some pretty good production, who knows? Maybe you might be able to offload him to a, a team that's rebuilding and get you a little veteran piece back for your playoff run uh, later down the line. Without a doubt. Another big piece of news that dropped today on Monday is that Colin Sexton has a torn meniscus, which doesn't currently have a timetable, but that's just a really big bummer for a guy who couldn't come to a contract extension agreement with his team. I saw something on Twitter today where it was like Sexton wanted four for a hundred and the Cavs wanted that fifth year, which we talked about it a couple episodes ago about him versus Brogdon getting 20, 22 million Sexton at 25 would have been a little bit rich for a team. That's already paying Jared Allen 20 million. You know, you've got a Coro coming, you know, you've got Garland coming. Like you just paid Lori, like, that's a lot of money. It's a bummer that Sexton goes down, but boy, you Ricky Rubio owners had quite a treat in that game that he just had. And Rubio was a guy that I don't know if you remember, but I loved him coming into this year. I knew he was going to get some solid minutes off the bench because he was going to be able to come in for Garland or Sexton. Um, it is very unfortunate for Sexton, uh, especially being in that contract year, like you mentioned, but yeah, Rubio is definitely the biggest benefactor here. Let's not expect 37 points every night, but a guy that can definitely get you five to seven assists, a steal to two steals, um, and have good free throw percentage along the way. So he's definitely the biggest benefactor. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a guy like Chetty Osmond get to, get to play a little bit more. Uh, Okoro's hurt. Markinen's out right now. So uh, a lot of guys that are out for this this Cleveland team and you can definitely tell they're playing some heavy minutes with some of these players like Garland and Mobley. I really think Okoro, again, this isn't stuff that you're going to be able to act on as dynasty managers, but Okoro getting flexed out of that starting lineup with the addition of Laurie and Mobley. I think this is his time to shine because he should probably be in there next to Garland. And he will be able to, possibly have some more ball handling responsibility, which we saw towards the tail end of last year. It would, could help him develop his game, but the Cavs are kind of playing well. So they might just roll with Rubio out there and try to keep winning some games at the expense of trying to put Okoro in a situation he may not be ready for. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt there whatsoever. We had a couple big injuries. Uh, I know you don't want to see it, but your, your boy Nerlens Noel went down today. Um, and, and then a surprise absence from Mitchell Robinson as well prior to the Knicks game tonight. Yeah, I was watching the Knicks play the Sixers because Andre Drummond and Nerlens Noel is must-watch TV for me. Um, and Nerlens had somebody roll up on his knee. So falling down, rolled up, and put his their entire momentum into his knee. Kind of looked like some sort of hyperextension. Nerlens immediately went down, didn't put any weight on it at first. I think he hobbled through the tunnel. At this point, we don't have any updates on him. But Taj Gibson, Obi Toppin, like if Imrob is actually hurt, hurt, and not just like missing tonight's game as like an injury management, then that front court is going to get real shallow real quick. Yeah, very shallow. And I think you you do have to pick up Taj Gibson, at least for the short term. Uh, he was pretty good in limited minutes. I mean, the, the guy, all he needs is is 20 plus minutes and he can be pretty productive with, with rebounds and, and get you a block here and there. Uh, he played 31 minutes tonight. So 
if that's any indica any indication of of how shallow this front court is at the moment uh that tells you all you need to know right there so definitely a guy i'd be picking up if he's not owned another guy kobe white returned to full contact practice today which is big news for a guy who we didn't have a for sure timeline on it's early november right now so it's very possible we see him back on the court in the next couple of weeks yeah i think that's a good timeline i know the initial timeline was you know, sometime December, like hopefully to get him back just mid-December, but we'll see how long it takes him to get his legs under him and ramp up. The Bulls don't necessarily have to have him right now, so they're definitely going to treat him with kid gloves, at least for the, the time being, and to make sure he's fully healthy and, and has that stamina and strength that he needs. But he would be a welcome addition to the Bulls, I can tell you that. Uh, we're really relying a lot on DeRozan on that second unit, but that's a whole different story that we could get into. Yeah, let's not talk about the Bulls anymore. Instead of talking about your actual team, let's talk about your fantasy team because Brandon Ingram has now missed five straight games with a hip injury. And this is a Pelicans team that at the moment is tied with the Houston Rockets for being the worst team in the league, which is absolutely insane for the expectations coming into the season as somebody who should be pushing for a play-in spot. And that's even, like, we know Zion's out, and that's obviously going to be a big deal, but they should not be this bad. No, definitely not. And after the offseason that they had, I know they were absolutely expecting to contend for a playoff spot this year. So, it's going to be really hard to dig out of the hole that they've made. Uh, but I don't know when, when Ingram's coming back. It seems like he's been questionable prior to every game and then just gets ruled out. So I, I really don't have a timeline with, with him. Uh, it's unfortunate he's my first-round pick in our punt-intended 30-team league. So I am definitely keeping an eye on him and hoping he's coming back sooner rather than later. As far as fantasy implications go, uh, Josh Hart's been implemented in that starting lineup, and getting a few more minutes than he normally does. A few more minutes indeed tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, which actually put the Pelicans at 1-10, in 10, which is good for sole possession of the worst record in the league at a .091 win percentage, which is ridiculous. Josh Hart tonight played 38 minutes, had 22-6-5 with a steal and a three. Um, he's probably rostered for sure, but Garrett Temple may not be. And he got 35 minutes, 12 points, six boards, three assists, three steals with two threes. I, I would take a look at Garrett Temple. And then you can, if you really want to, get into guys like Najee Marshall, uh, who was pretty popular towards the tail end of last year. But yeah, it's just get well soon, Ingram, because this team just, it Zion's in no and rush it, to come back. I can tell you that. If they stay this bad, I really hope we start to see a little bit more run out of Trey Murphy and, and hopefully they, implement him into the starting lineup just to see what he can do as well. He hasn't been very good, but yeah, there's plenty of opportunity out there and that's not like the Pelicans are world beaters right now. So you might as well get your 2021 first round draft pick out there. Another guy who missed some time, Tyrese Halliburton missed a game with lower back tightness, which we both agree isn't anything crazy significant. The Kings are currently playing right now and they're down three to the Suns at halftime. So they're doing okay in his stead, but it's just kind of a lower back tightness. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't like that for any player, regardless of age situation or seriousness. Yeah, it definitely makes you a little bit hesitant. Uh, the biggest thing I, I think when you look at all the variables is that they played yesterday. So he's coming off a of back-to-back. -back. Um, 
probably just a little bit of soreness. I don't think it's anything major. He was questionable heading into this game. And more than anything, that's my guess is it was just a back-to-back, has a little soreness, and just holding him out this game. You have to put something on the injury report. So that's what they put on the injury <laughs> report. Uh, last guy, some positive news. Uh, Serge Ibaka returned for the Clippers, which is good for the Clippers, good for him. Not good for UEV to Zubac owners or Isaiah Hartenstein in U Deep Leagues because both players had been getting uh, increased run. And now, obviously, as the front court is more crowded, that's going to decrease that. But it's good to see Ibaka come back. Uh, he's been out for quite a while. Yeah, much better real life player than fantasy player, but it is good to see him back. I, I think slowly he's going to work himself back into splitting minutes pretty evenly with uh, Zubak. So expect to see that moving forward uh, once he gets his legs underneath him. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him back. I've always really liked him. And like I said, he, fantasy wise, it's he can get you a block and get you a three, but uh, not too much to consider else there. Yep, for sure. And now we're going to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're here to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves, and joining us to do so is Zach Noble, the other half of the Noble and Roosh show on Ball is Life. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing great. As Travis said, I'm Midwest as well. I mean, it's 60 degrees in Minnesota and freaking November 8th. I'll take this any day of the week. So waking up, I'm feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, we are recording at halftime of the Wolves Memphis game right now. So at least you have the weather going for you, if nothing else, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think Jaw's going to take it to us in the second half and um, keep the misery alive. Brandon Clark is playing a little bit, which is which is never a good sign for a team that wants to be wants to be making the playoffs this year like the Wolves do. So we're about ten games in, and so. I want to get your take on what the rotation looks like so far. If there's any surprises, if there's any guys who you thought would be in the rotation that are not and vice versa, just, just talk about the rotation in general and what we need to know as dynasty managers. Yeah, you got it. So honestly, the biggest conundrum is the power forward position. I mean, everything else is pretty standard. I mean, we're pretty deep. Um, Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly, even Jaden McDaniels, um, Torian Prince, Nas Reed. I mean, it's just, you never know who's going to get the minutes there every night is completely different. So, um, it's really hard to predict from a fantasy perspective. I mean, who's going to do what at that four spot. So, um, their minutes, I mean, 
I don't think they're going to look anything like they are right now, even. I mean, Vanderbilt's averaging 20. Beverly's 24 right now. Daniels is 25. Um, they could all be like five minutes apart. Uh, Jaden could even be down to 15 to 10 by the end of the year because of his poor play. He hasn't been doing nearly as much as I thought he would be. I thought he'd be taking a pretty big jump this year. A lot of people did. <clears throat> he was very good last year. So it's all about that four spot and we're going to be trying to make a trade. I mean, you mentioned Brand Clark earlier. That'd be a great name to look out for a guy who hasn't um, been getting the minutes he deserves in Memphis. I, I love Ben Simmons, but that position, Cats always needed a defensive big next to him. And so that's why we're doing this carousel of players trying to figure that out that spot. Yeah, and we're super high from a dynasty perspective on Jade McDaniels. I mean, we we love the upside that he could potentially provide for for us fantasy players in terms of the stocks and um, the three-point shooting and just his overall athleticism. Uh, what have you seen from him this year? I know you mentioned he hasn't been playing poorly from the box scores, at least in my eyes. It seems like he's been getting in a lot of foul trouble as well early on in games. Um, what have you seen out of him as a player, and, and what do you see him potentially being on this team moving forward? So you mentioned it perfectly. I mean, yeah, he's had more fouls than made field goals. I, I think it's like 32 to 31, something insane like that. Just, yeah, the dude's really, really raw. And we knew that last year, and he just looked good because he was getting a lot of minutes on a really bad team. Um, and we were really injured last year. I mean, we just need to give the minutes to somebody. So, and he showed bright spots. He's this guy that, I mean, in theory, could guard one through five. He's a guy that um, is very athletic, that can step out, post up, should be very well-rounded. Um, it's going to take time. And this year, he's really proving that he's super, super unpolished. I mean, there's rookies coming in their first couple of games. I mean, Chris Duarte, for instance, way better than Jaden McDaniels. I mean, this rookie class in general is just super polished. And um, I just think Jaden's upside is still there, but it's going to take time. And I, I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed by any means, but uh, yeah, any expectations for him um, is, is tough, especially when we're trying to figure out if he's a three or a four, or if we even want to um, play him in some bigger lineups at the, at the two smaller lineups at the five, we don't know anything right now outside of the Angels are point guard because we're paying him $30 million. Anthony Edwards is the best player we've had since KG from an upside perspective. He's going to be getting 35 minutes a game. Cat, I mean, he's our guy. So those three guys are locked and loaded. They're in place. Everybody else on this roster, it's like, I, it, it's tough. I mean, what are you going to do each night? It's it's matchups. I mean, you got to be really analyzing the matchups, I guess, and I'd look at trends, maybe a two or three game sample size, but even then, um, Chris Finch isn't willing to commit to anything right now. So, yeah, we're a wild team when it comes to um, players outside of that top three. Yeah, you mentioned it. It seems like they're just trying as hard as they can to figure out the pieces. And thankfully, they hit on Edwards because there were some questions about him coming out of the draft. It wasn't a certainty that he would be good let alone this good because he right. was absolutely incredible to close the year and then he's been doing a lot of the same stuff this year so what else can a guy like josh Akogi do to to 
get in the lineup just a little bit more than usual. He, he played a little bit more last year. It seemed like when they were again, trying to figure out what they want to do with that two and three spot, especially with D'Lo being out, but like guys like a Kogi and I guess Vanderbilt to a lesser extent, what can they do that Jaden McDaniels or Torian Prince doesn't to get on the floor and give these managers some optimism? So they really, I mean, comes down to defense for a Kogi. I mean, that, that, that is what it is. But those other guys, I mean, how big is that gap on defense? At the end of the day, this Wolves team super desperate for defense in general. Um, and we've gotten a pretty overall great effort. I mean, team defense has been pretty excellent through the first six, seven games. The last couple were tailing off a bit and getting a little sloppy. And um, we gave up a 43 to 19 fourth quarter against the Orlando Magic the other day and just came off uh, Nazareth being on my show last Thursday. And literally, I mean, he said it's, it's clearly as simple as effort and energy. I mean, he says they're just giving up. They're not, How are you giving up in eight, eight, nine games of the season? Like, seriously, like a team with this small margin of error like you, you got to be able to give it a hundred percent all the way through the season or else we're going to have no chance to even be in that play in race. So it's really interesting, but outside it's, it comes down to defense and three point shooting. We only got three guys shooting over league average um, three point percentage right now. And that's Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, everybody else is below 29% and pretty far down to be honest. Uh, so Defense and three-point shooting. I mean, it's a pretty simple game right now in the NBA as a whole. Um, Timberwolves, that's what we're desperate for. Uh, also, I guess, ball movement. Okay? I mean, Josh Okogie, that's where he can separate himself. Torian Prince, you know you're going to get a guy just sitting in the corner or on the wing, um, wherever D'Angelo or Kat's going to direct him, and hopefully Ant can get to that stage. But – um, really, I mean, he's going to be sitting on that corner three most of the day. So uh, if Josh Kogi can learn how to play, make a little bit and move the ball, yeah, you can definitely make out a rotation spot and increase his workload. So with all these young players that we have on this team, I know you just hit on a, a bunch of them. The, the outlook of a lot of them is still up in the air. Uh, but one player I do want to make sure we mention because he had a really good summer league, and I, I really want to hear your thoughts on him, is, is Jalen Noel. He hasn't really gotten much playing time, but he's a really athletic player from what I've seen, and it looks like uh, he can. he's kind of a combo guard. Uh, can you talk a little bit on, on him and what, what maybe his role could be moving forward, not only this year but into the future as well? No, I'm glad you brought him up. I mean, he's a guy that I thought would be – playing every game. I thought he'd be a guy we'd try to get in there 15, 20 minutes a game and almost come after Malik Beasley a little bit and hopefully bring a little more on the defensive side of things. And uh, Malik's showing his importance the last few days. I mean, we need his scoring punch off the bench. He's excellent spot-up shooter. I mean, he's a, he's a shooter. He's one of the few shooters, we true shooters, we got on this team. Um, they, and he can shoot in every aspect of the game. So uh, Jalen Noel, I mean, I, I like his all-around game. I really do. And you're right. He had a killer summer league and uh, even had good preseason looks. But um, he's just one of the few left-out guys. And uh, I don't see any hope for him, honestly, in a long time. I mean, unless somebody goes down um, or else we get really desperate and want to try to reach the end of the bench. And 
unfortunately, he just got set on the outside looking in. Um, Chris Finch, I mean, he he's really focusing on defense and that four spot, trying to figure that out. And Jalen Noel for sure can't play that. So, um, yeah, it, it's a tough situation for him. And I really like him. So I'd love to see him crack the lineup some way or another. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any other young player on this roster that we need to be aware of? We're in some 30 team leagues. And so we can get super, super deep. Like I are Nathan Knight is already rostered. Like that's how that's the deep cut that we're going to. So like, is there anybody that might be on the G league team that we need to know about or anybody who's just not quite getting run that we need to have on our radars? I mean, Leandro Balmero. I mean, if they're dynasty leagues, for sure. I mean, I love him. I think he's a great prospect. And uh, I mean, Ricky Rubio just dropped 37 10. I, I see Leandro, I mean, with Ricky type upside, like, yeah, it's a pretty lazy comparison, you could say, but um, there's a lot of flashes and comparisons in their game. Uh, with that said, is he ever going to get the opportunity? Who knows? Um, at the end of the day, when you're fringe NBA I mean it's all comes down to opportunity and um, however many you get and when that opportunity comes and uh, outside of him Nathan Knight I mean that's that's the deepest cut I can get for you Uh, but I do think Jared Vanderbilt I do think Josh Okogie and maybe McLaughlin I mean I think those guys could increase I mean it just all depends on um, what Malik Beasley, if we end up trading D'Angelo Russell. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're a 10 to 11 man man team. I, I, I'm not going any deeper than that, that I trust those guys. But, uh, yeah, Noel would be my number one that are uh, the guys aren't playing right now. Yeah, and you mentioned trading D'Lo. It just seems like if, if this team can't get it together and find ways to win – you almost got to think that somebody's got to be on the move, whether that's that's D'Lo, Cat, um, and just try and build around Edwards. But who knows? It's it's really interesting with all these young players and some of the superstars that they have budding right now. So it's a very interesting team to to kind of wrap your head around in in terms of the talent that they have versus the the output and the the win column. Yeah. No. And Naz is one guy too, though that. I truly, I mean, it's 14 and a half minutes. He got 19 last year. Um, I, I just think is if he can find a way to, it's really hard to improve your footwork. Um, I mean, it's kind of something you're, you're bringing to the table up front. Um, you don't see too many guys improve that. I mean, that's where he's going to need to get better. I think he's got a very underrated vision passing game. And uh, I think he could be a 40% three point shooter at some point down the road here. It's just, is he going to bring enough on defense? Can he rebound at a high enough level? He's got to become closer to Montrezl Harrell with a three ball. Um, and I, I still say Trez's defense is a little better, even though that's not saying a whole lot. Yeah, that isn't saying a bunch. But <laughs> the bar isn't very high for a backup big man because Nas Reed, he doesn't have to be a great defender. He can just be an average defender. And if he has that three ball going, that'll add a whole different element to a second unit that can play similarly like they do with Towns because that's just a very dangerous lineup. If they could just transition that throughout the entire game and just continually have that spacing at the five. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Is there something that you're working on that people need to know about? Where can people find you? 
Yeah, so really just Twitter. I mean, Z-A-K-N-O-B-L-E. Um, that's my Twitter handle, Ball is Life. I'm all over there. Always posting content. They're mostly just the podcast, though, Noble and Roosh by Ball is Life. I uh, should have John Collins and Miles Turner coming up on the show. So those would be the big names we got coming up. Really jacked about that because both of them are playing really well lately. Miles Turner, especially from your squad. So yes, sir. I'm really jacked up about it and uh, should be out in the next two weeks. So look out for those, please. Yeah, absolutely. Go check those out. They have a bunch of people on. You just heard them talk about Nas Reed and obviously getting Collins and Miles in there is just massive. And they're probably not even the biggest guests that you guys have had. So go check Zach out. Go check out Noble and Roosh. If you haven't already listened to the Houston Rockets podcast we did with Roosh, then please go do that. It was a very, very insightful for a team who is just as interesting as these Minnesota Timberwolves. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you again next time. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.